Support comes from Missouri Forest Products Association, committed to sustainable and sound conservation of the state's forests, which support more than 41,000 Missouri jobs, resulting in a $10 billion industry. Choosewood.com. It's Monday, April 26th. This is The Gateway. I'm Wayne Pratt. Missouri will move forward with Medicaid expansion, opening the health care program to roughly 275,000 people. I was overjoyed for all the Missourians to be able to finally receive what we've all been asking for. St. Louis Public Radio's Jason Rosenbaum explains what Medicaid expansion means for the state in just a few minutes. St. Louis and St. Louis County residents are again required to wear face coverings in public spaces starting today to prevent the spread of coronavirus. St. Louis Public Radio's Sarah Fenton reports. The order applies to all people over the age of five in indoor public places in the city and county, whether they've been vaccinated against the virus or not. The rule carves out exceptions for people eating or drinking at bars and restaurants and for those with disabilities that make mask wearing difficult. City and county health officials say the order is needed as the Delta coronavirus variant rips through the region and sends more people to the hospital. The rate of new cases in the last seven days has increased 34 percent in St. Louis County and nearly 40 percent in St. Louis compared with the week before. The new guidance differs from that of federal health officials who have said it's safe for vaccinated people to take off their masks in most settings. I'm Sarah Fenton, St. Louis Public Radio. There is some resistance to the new mandate. Missouri Attorney General Eric Schmidt plans to file a lawsuit to block the regulation. Five on Your Side reports Eureka, Chesterfield and Wildwood are not planning to enforce the mandate. Illinois has the highest number of lead pipes of any U.S. state. That's based on a national report from the Natural Resources Defense Council. The study estimates there are nearly 680,000 lead pipes in Illinois that carry drinking water into homes. Eric Olson is with the NRDC, an environmental advocacy nonprofit. He says water utilities installed the lead pipes decades ago, but often refuse to replace them. The utilities now, after they had such a big hand in installing them, a lot of them have now turned around and said, well... It's the responsibility of the homeowner to replace the lead pipes. Well, we think that's completely unfair and unreasonable. The survey finds Missouri also has some of the highest numbers of lead pipes in the U.S., with more than 300,000 statewide. Environmental advocates throughout the St. Louis region are pushing for cleaner air. St. Louis Public Radio's Eric Schmidt reports. Dozens of residents from both sides of the Mississippi River gathered near the McKinley Bridge to rally against air pollution across the region. The event featured speakers from North St. Louis and East St. Louis who share similar struggles against poor air quality. Leah Clyburn is a senior organizer with Missouri Beyond Coal and helped plan the rally. So often we are divided and that means that not only are our stories not being told, but then our issues are not being dealt with. We as a people need to come together as a region and say no more. Clyburn says there's more power in linking the experiences of communities in both Missouri and Illinois, rather than approaching them separately as they've done in the past. In Venice, I'm Eric Schmid, St. Louis Public Radio. State Departments of Conservation could be in line for a new funding source under a bill co-sponsored by Missouri Senator Roy Blunt. The measure would allocate more than a billion dollars to restore and protect habitats of threatened or endangered wildlife. Sarah Parker Polly is the director of the Missouri Department of Conservation. She says if the bill is passed, it could help at-risk bird populations. 
Funding will be used to restore native prairie that will benefit grassland birds, such as the eastern meadowlark and Henslow sparrow. The bill also allows for partnerships with private landowners who can prove they are meeting habitat standards. The Missouri Supreme Court's decision making Medicaid expansion the law will transform who receives access to the health care program and how they interact with doctors and hospitals. St. Louis Public Radio's Jason Rosenbaum explores what this ruling means for Missouri. Autumn Stoltz helped fundamentally change Missouri. That may seem like hyperbole, but when the single mom from Springfield became a plaintiff in a legal bid to get Missouri to enroll people like her in Medicaid, she set in motion a case that will allow the working poor to get access to the health care program. The impact for Stoltz is more than philosophical. Medicaid will help pay for things like inhalers and anxiety medication, as well as routine doctor visits. So with the enrollment and getting approved and be able to actually go in and get initial blood work done, all these other tests done, uh, to have that preventive care again would be great. Stoltz's case helped decide that a voter-approved constitutional amendment expanding Medicaid was valid meaning that the state must provide services to people who make up to 138 percent of the federal poverty level. That's about $17,800 a year for an individual. Before the ruling, Missouri generally limited access to Medicaid to people with disabilities, children, and truly destitute families. A single mom with one kid could only make less than $3,000 a year to qualify. So the biggest impact of the case will be for people like Nina Canaleo, a Kansas City maintenance worker who needs Medicaid to pay for critical multiple sclerosis medication. They throw us crumbs once in a while, but this is a big crumb. <laughs> it's a huge meal crumb that's going to last. Expanding Medicaid will also be a big deal for health care providers. Dave Dillon of the Missouri Hospital Association says expansion will not only cut down on the amount of uncompensated care, but it could also change how the working poor get treatment. This is going to allow us to put a lot of people who otherwise come through our emergency departments, sicker than they have to be, into uh, outpatient care um, and regular primary driven care um, to improve their health. Cynthia Rogers is a child psychiatrist and does work at St. Louis Children's Hospital. She says that expansion could be an especially big deal for parents. Even though kids in Missouri often can get access to Medicaid, more often than not, their moms or dads can't. And that leads to big consequences. It's extremely stressful for the parents, um, knowing that they're ill, but they're not taking care of themselves. It really impacts their ability to, you know, appropriately parent their child the way that they'd want to. Um, and it also um, you know, it impacts the financial stability of the family. From a legislative standpoint, lawmakers could simply underfund Medicaid by the amount expansion would cost. But doing that would mean that the program would run out of money, which Senate Minority Leader John Rizzo said would spark an unprecedented crisis when health care providers aren't reimbursed. The pool now is what the pool is of, of, of those that now are eligible for Medicaid. People will sign up uh, expecting services, and the only group, uh, I guess, that could stop that now would be the legislators, uh, the Republican legislators that refuse to fund it. 
Many Republicans have consistently opposed Medicaid expansion, contending it will be a long-term drag on the state. But Missouri does have a hefty surplus right now and is poised to get more than $1 billion from the federal American Rescue Plan that could help pay for the state's portion of expansion for years. That means the conversation in Jefferson City could shift from whether Medicaid expansion actually happens to figuring out a funding stream if there's eventually a state match. GOP State Representative Tony Lavasco of St. Charles County, though, said his colleagues are still absorbing the ruling's impact before making their next move. Ultimately, when we voted not to appropriate the money, I think we did so with the understanding that, you know, the constitutional amendment did pass. There are some amounts of uh, obligations that come with that, and, you know, the particulars can be worked out. In the meantime, Stoltz is preparing to enroll in Medicaid. While she's aware how the program will help her personally, she's also conscious that the court case will help thousands upon thousands of people like her. I was overjoyed for all the Missourians be able to finally receive what we've all been asking for. It's expected that people in the Medicaid expansion population will get to enroll in the program in the coming weeks. I'm Jason Rosenbaum, St. Louis Public Radio. Our Jonathan All edited that report. Shula Newman is the executive editor of St. Louis Public Radio, a listener-supported service of the University of Missouri-St. Louis. Music by Ryan McNeely of Adult Fur. I'm Wayne Pratt. This has been The Gateway. Support comes from Mosby Building Arts, a design-build company committed to remodeling the right way. Visit callmosby.com to get project inspiration for any room of your house.